welcome to Wrestling with the Angel podcast, a show about faith and belief. I'm your host, Daniel, and today we're going to be talking about finding a church home. Welcome. I'm happy that you joined us today. I want to take a moment to talk about the struggle that is finding a new church home. Because um, my family and I, my family and I have moved um, around quite a bit, we've had to go through this process um, a lot in the last um, handful of years, and we find ourselves back at it, even though we've been living at our particular home for already a few years. So, what does it entail finding a new church home, and why is that such a big deal, and why is it so important to really find a church home? When I was younger and I used to uh, be Catholic when I was um, back in, in Puerto Rico, we would pretty much go to any church. Like my family, different sides of my family or different members of my family had their church that they went to all the time. My grandparents went to a particular church most of the time. There was another, there were like maybe two or three others that they frequented throughout the year, but they had their one that they went every week. My aunt used to go to the one near her, her house and so on and so on. My mom and I and my sisters, we tended to visit the one that my aunt uh, went to because we would just kind of go as a family, but we never had a church home that was ours. There wasn't a particular um, church that we went to all the time that was, you know, we felt that this is our church. I don't know that it really made that much of a difference to me growing up, um, but I do remember that, you know, some people had the church that they went to and we just kind of went to all, you know, whoever Whoever invited us, you know, we went with them. Once I became Jewish, this changed drastically. Although at first I used to um, just visit this one synagogue where we would go when I was learning and I would drive from the suburbs of Miami all the way into Miami Beach. Um, once I converted, we were practicing um, Orthodox. So that meant that we were going to live in the community that we were, you know, live in the community so that we could walk to synagogue on Shabbat. And that meant that we were establishing that synagogue and that community as our base. Synagogue wasn't just like home church. It was like, that was it. That was part of our home setting. When you are, um, when you practice Orthodox Judaism and, you know, you commit to keeping the, the laws of Shabbat, you know, you, you have to walk to, to, to synagogue. And some people will, that may not necessarily are ready to like move. They may come and stay in a nearby hotel or something, and they may stay with family or friends or something so that they can walk to synagogue on Shabbat. But we went ahead and we moved to this particular community in Miami Beach so that we could commit to this and we would walk to synagogue on Shabbat and on the holidays and all that. Although I moved a couple of times inside Miami Beach, it was always in the with the goal of remaining within one of the Orthodox communities or Orthodox areas so that I would always have a home synagogue where I could walk to on Shabbat and holidays. This was non-negotiable for us at the time. It was non-negotiable for me at the time. So it meant that I had a home synagogue. There was a brief time right at the end um, of my, the last year, maybe two years that I lived in Miami beach where I had the 
fortune, I guess, of having two synagogues within walking distance. But even so, I had my synagogue that I went to. That was my synagogue. And the other one was another one that we would go to every so often. Sometimes, um, if there weren't that many people, like if some, if some of the families from I, from my synagogue would be out of town for something, then we would go and join the other one so that we would have enough people for, um, quorum for Minion. But for the most part, I had my synagogue. That was my home place for faith and religion. And that was it. Once I um, became Christian, once I uh, came back to Christianity, um, at the time we were living in Florida, that that was very different. With a car, we weren't necessarily, you know, there is no compulsion to like walk to church on Sundays. So we had the ability to drive wherever. And in the area that we were living, there weren't that many, although there were many churches in uh, in the immediate vicinity, there wasn't anything that was um, attractive to us. There were some denominations um, that had um, their houses of worship. Let's go with that. Yeah, their church, their house of worship. But it wasn't um, wasn't somewhere that we wanted to visit. We wanted something maybe like non denominational, something more, I guess, evangelical. <laughs> I'm still struggling with this word, and maybe this will come up a little bit later. But I guess evangelical in the sense that you know, not Catholic or you know, yeah, so Protestant, um, but definitely non-denominational. My wife m- mostly grew up in a non-denominational um, church, although we went to a couple of Baptists and um, something else. I don't remember which other denomination we went to visit. We eventually found this one church, not necessarily next to us, but, you know, maybe like a 20-minute drive. And that's the one that I started going that really, like, connected me to everything, we went to we went there a couple of times, and for me it was it was really good. I found the messages like really engaging. The worship service was um, good for me, um, but that's when I started realizing that finding a church home is a tricky business because it's not just about my need, and it's not just about my my wife's need. It has has to be a place that kind of meets all of our needs. At the time, my daughter was uh, a baby, so she just you know. As, as long as they had a really good, but that was actually a, that's actually another need. She needed a place that had um, we needed a place that had a good kids area that we felt safe leaving our baby um, there. That one church um, kind of met our needs for a while, but it just kind of got to the point where the messages were not necessarily, and I, I'm going to use the word that she uses, kind of they were feeding her. Um, so we went and we tried a couple of different other ones in the in our general area. Um, we even went and visited one that was quite a bit away, maybe about an hour away, uh, just to kind of try it out. It was it was a it was a process, and for me at the time, I was just you know kind of coming back into Christianity. It was an enlightening process in which I got to see how different churches. Um, conducted the same kind of process, there's kind of like a formula, you know, you do the worship, then you do the message, the announcements, and then you do the message. So I got to hear from a lot of different pastors and just kind of see how different churches did their thing. But what we ended up finding is that, you know, there were some churches that we could go to that would um, be good for me and some others that were better for, for my wife. And we just kind of made a compromise. So we just kind of like we're nomads, <laughs> church nomads in, in this particular time. Once we moved to our current, um, where we live now, 
the process kind of had to start anew. And we first started with this one church that I thought was very cool. It was, it's very, um, it's very young. It's very hip, very technical, um, you know, great light show, ambiance, music, you know, the lobby with the coffee and all that things. Um, they really do a great um, setting, a great production. And it's awesome because they're, they're, what their mission is, that's to bring people who do not know the church, who do not know Jesus. So they have to, they're providing a really welcoming space to um, bring people who want to know more or, you know, who used to be Christian and they're kind of lapsed and they just want to, you know, kind of come back into the fold. They kind of follow the formula. It's like three worship songs, announcements, and message. And the message is X minutes and never too long. It's a formula that works for them. And for a while, it was really good for me because, again, just getting into it, just kind of learning. Um, my my wife used to go there for a while. She liked it. But then once we got back, it's like after a couple of times that we visited, it's like, you know, it's the same, it's the same formula over and over and over again. It worked for some people, but it wasn't working for us. There we had to, you know, begin the whole process of finding a church. I'm not, not going to go through all the churches that we've been to because that kind of, that would be kind of boring. But the point is that it's been, it's been a process. Finding a church home for us has been a process and it still is an ongoing process. We thought that we had found a place um, fairly near to us. Ultimately, we wanted to, we've always wanted to find something within our community or within near our house so that we can kind of establish that sense of community. We thought that we had found this one place near our home that we could, you know, kind of compromise on that, you know, uh, we all like enough to start going there. Um, there were, how can I say this? There were a couple of little red flags the first time that I went there. Um, this particular pastor likes to talk a lot about the end times. He says he only does it once a year as a wake up call, not to scare, but to like wake up call. And it happened to be like one of those, um, sermons the first time that we went to visit. And I just kind of cringe at some of the things that he was saying, but I decided that, you know, maybe it's just today. Let's give it a chance. Let's give it a, let's give it a an opportunity to see how things happen. And we went back a couple more times and it actually ended up being that for a while we were okay. There were some things that weren't necessarily to our complete liking. This was a very um, conservative. This was a very conservative church. Um, so some of that rhetoric made its way into the religious service a lot of people liked it. Others maybe didn't, but we just kind of went along with it. So, and it wasn't so often that I, you know, you could just kind of excuse it. And, and maybe I'm just making excuses at this point. Maybe I, for the red flags were there all along and I just refused to see them. But the point is that we were there for a while. The pandemic hit and that, you know, we took us away from, from going to church for a long time, obviously. Once, once things started to kind of open up again, we returned there, but I think the pandemic was the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. And upon our return, the rhetoric was hardcore, definitely not to our liking. They had some visiting evangelists 
That was a title that they used, Evangelist. That came with messages that were um, also very conservative. And although there were some good ideas in the message that they gave, and I just tried to kind of like pick those out and use them for my own edification, it became very clear that this was not a place that was going to be for us anymore. And we left. We left. We actually just left. Because you should not feel cringe when you go to the house of God. And that's exactly what we were feeling. That's exactly what I was feeling. Let me talk for myself. It's been a process, like I said, finding another church home. We've gone to a couple of ones. And the thing is, there's always something that is going to be more to the liking of one member of the family than the other. So it's been it's been a tricky business trying to find something that kind of meets all of our needs. I am not so much a newbie anymore, but I'm still definitely still I still consider myself, you know, kind of a neonate in the in the in the you know the study of the of the Christian of the Christian knowledge. Let's go with that. My wife grew up in the church, so she's in a very different place. And we have our daughters, you know, they're growing up. We want somewhere that they will they will learn about um, God and the tenets of the church, but nowhere that's going to like indoctrinate them in a way that we don't agree. It's like I said, it's it's a it's a process. We think we found somewhere to go. Um, we'll see. We're gonna keep trying it out. Um, it's. I, I won't lie, it's a very exhausting process. And one of the reasons why I, I wanna, I'm talking about this today, recently um, there was a documentary that just came out about the the very famous Hillsong Church. And I'm, I'm, I first became familiar with Hillsong simply because of their um, worship music. But I watched part of the documentary and, you know, Part of me was like, yeah, this is my surprise face. I, there was nothing there that was surprising to me because I, I, I hate to be like this, but I have a certain cynicism for certain um, strains of Christianity. Same thing with this. Uh, the, Americans, uh, the American church has this particular love affair right now with the prosperity gospel. And I do not, and let me just be very clear about this, I do not. Do not condone, follow, agree with, like, or anything, anything with like people like Joel Alstein or T.D. Jakes or, you know, this whole slew of preachers, um, speakers. I don't even want to call them pastors because I don't really believe that they are talking the message of God. I'm not going to go as far as to call them false prophets. I'm going to leave that for other people to say, but they, I've flat out believe that they're not proclaiming the word of God, period. Anything that smacks of money is about money. And there is a lot, a lot of money being passed as the word of God in the American church today. And it's sad. It's very sad. Precisely because of that. Precisely because there is such a cynicism right now against Christianity because of this minority that is very vocal, very well-connected, very wealthy, and uses that wealth to promote their message, which is erroneous, which is not following at a very simple level. I'm not a theologian. 
So a very simple level, what is very easy to understand is the message of Jesus. Because of that, that's why I do this show. That's why I do a faith and religion podcast at a time when such there exists such a cynicism against Christianity in the world because it's not all of us and people need to know that. I don't believe that it's even the majority of, of Christians who are down this path, but there's enough of them very loud, very well connected that it just gives that impression. Which makes, like, seeing this whole Hillsong documentary, that's just, um, I mean, that's just one example of, of some of the crap that's going out there masquerading as, you know, the Word of God, the house of God, the message of God. And it's sad. It also makes life for people like me who are trying to really find the nugget of truth, capital T, truth in the world, who are trying to have meaningful relationship with God and a community of believers hard because every time that I go to a new church, it's, you know, like the first few times, it's like going in there with 10,000 raiders looking for the least, you know, looking for all the little red flags that could become issues later down the line. And that, my friend, is exhausting. It turns our at least for me, it turns my Sunday outing to church into a not necessarily enjoyable experience. So, and even the places that I've been to there, you know, for a while, I kind of felt good and I was able to let down my guard. The, you know, the most minimal thing said that just kind of makes me like, hmm, you know, it just, it's enough to put me back on alert. So let's just say it's been a very eventful last couple of months in the sense that we've been going to a lot of different places and I still don't know what our home church is going to be. That said, because Hilson has still, you know, kind of Hilson and other places like them have shown themselves to be kind of like trash because there are, you know, prosperity gospel charlatans out there in the world, swindling people out of their money in the promise of, you know, connection with the divine because these garbage rhetoric that says that in order to that if you follow God you have to hate X Y or Z, which is absolute garbage and absolute not not what is the message of Jesus. If all this is true out there, should I give up my search for a church home? And the answer is no. The answer is no. If you have a true desire to connect with God, whether it's to Christianity, Judaism, Islam, any other any other path to God, to the divine, you need to nurture that connection. Yes, you need to be aware of all the, the humans that are involved in the transactions that could bring the failings of humanity into the mix. So it you know, behooves you to be alert. But ultimately, we cannot, we cannot cede ground to people who are here to try to manipulate the peaceful message of God for their own ends. 
Let me say that again. We cannot let people who want to take the message of God for their own ends, we cannot let them do that. We cannot let them win. So if you want to have a good and honest connection to the divine and are seeking a community, a group of people to do so, keep looking. I keep looking. And I hope that I will find that with God's help, I will find such a place. Will it be perfect? No, because humans are not perfect. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and with God's help, I know that I will find a place that will meet my needs, the needs of my family, where we can get um, spiritually fed, where we can gain that connection through community and give back to the world in a place where we can show that the message that Jesus left us, the message that God gave us, it's one of love, tolerance, and community, not one of hatred, not one of personal gain, not one of wealth at the expense of everything and everyone. That is not what God gave us. If you are also looking for a church home, I want to tell you, hey, I'm there with you. We are going to find one place. We're going to find this place, okay? It does exist out there. We just have to keep looking. If you are not somebody who is looking for a church home, if you have that church home, protect it. Protect it as much as you can because the forces of human failing. I'm not even going to go into anything supernatural. The forces of human failing, of human greed, of, of you know, the thing, the things that makes a human, the bad things that makes us, makes us human are there and they can take over a place very quickly. So if you have such a place, protect it. And if you're out there trying to find just a place for connection, if you want to find that place where you can connect with the divine, go for it. Do not be afraid. Go Go and find a place and maybe it'll work for you for a while and you have to go somewhere else and that's fine. We grow, we grow. Okay. So that's, that's a good thing. If the place you have to leave a place simply because it doesn't fit your needs anymore, that's fine because that means that it's growth that you're going into the next level. If you have to leave a place because you know, there are certain red flags, then that's also good because that means that you know that it wasn't for you. So. With all this said, I will keep going to church. I haven't gone on a couple of, of Sundays. I will be very honest about that because, you know, for a while there, I was just despondent on this whole church home thing, but I need to practice. I don't want to say what I preach because I'm not preaching here, but I need to practice what I'm saying. So I will go and check other churches. I will go back to um, a couple of the churches that we, um, we decided that we kind of liked. So, and, to sample them out and I will find a place where I can go and practice and hopefully establish a community. And I hope that you do too, because faith, faith and belief are, are meant to be done in community. I think that you can do a lot of it by yourself. I think there's a lot of connection. I do agree that there is a lot of connection that you can do um, on your own, but ultimately we are creatures of community. So a community that believes like you, that has the faith like you, where you can be honest and open about that that struggle of faith as you walk 
um, it's it's invaluable, and we should all um, find a place and nurture it, and hopefully um, grow with it. That's it for this episode. I hope that you find your church home, and if you have a church home, I'm so glad that you do protect it. Okay, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wrestling with the Angel podcast. Be sure to subscribe over at anchor.fm slash wrestling with the angel, all one word, or on your favorite podcatcher, where you can also leave a review. Head over to 5ypmedia.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter and find show notes and links. Wrestling with the Angel is a production of 5YP Media and is copyright 2022 5YP LLC. Until the next time.